So welcome to another episode of the Healing Business Podcast. Today I have the beautiful Janine with us. And let me hand over to you to introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about what you do. Okay, so um, as Holly said, my name is Janine and I help people. I'm an intuitive bodywork and energy coach and I help people understand the language of the body. And it's something I'm so passionate about, having been a yoga teacher, a fitness um, educator, um, that our body is speaking all the time. And if I can just help people understand what that language is through few different methods, really, to help them heal themselves and, and help them understand what's going on and how to correct it. So it's uh, it's been absolutely beautiful to see these transformations with people with this uh, healing work. Oh, that sounds amazing. And we'll dive into all of that a bit more in a bit more detail a little bit later. But for now, I would love to know what brought you into this world. And I know a bit of your story. Janine and I have known each other for, wow, probably three and a half years, is it now? Something silly like that. Um, we met on a business mastermind, but I love your story. And I wonder if you mind sharing a little bit about it with the audience. That would be lovely. So I initially came into this world as a yoga teacher. Well, take it back a step further than that. I initially came into this world as a dancer um, and then moved into the fitness. Because, again, the, the thing about the body has kind of been my thread all the way through my life starting dance at a very early age, like most people do. But then that went into my college days and I was learning about how to teach people how to move and dance and use the body as an expression, really. Um, And then moved into the fitness industry because I wanted people to understand how to get their own health in, in balance. And I come from a family that is overweight, so I didn't want to be like that. And I knew deep down that that wasn't for me, but my body was going that way if I allowed it to be. So that's when I retrained to do all the fitness side of things, do personal coaching, personal training, group exercise. That went into management, trying to teach people and then becoming an educator in the fitness world um, and a presenter. Um just to try and really get people loving moving the body. And I did have a bit of, body dysmorphia myself because of this need to look a certain way, be a certain way, um, all the time trying to steer away from this being overweight like the the family that I came from. Um, and it, it was a great industry. I loved working in it, but I had a car crash which stopped me using my body in the way that I wanted to. And I found teaching all the high-energy classes difficult And it was a a friend of mine in Canada that actually got me in touch with this Iyengar yoga teacher. And I was like, what's Iyengar yoga? Never thought I'd ever be doing yoga. But I'd gone off and tried different bits because everybody says how yoga helps you heal your body. Um, But every class I went to couldn't accommodate the injuries that I had in my back and my neck and all that from the car crash. So went to this teacher, which she's all the way in Canada and I'm in Lancashire in the UK and she finds me a teacher up the road. I thought that was so funny. Um, (laughs) But I went along to this class and from the moment I walked in, I felt seen and I felt looked after. 
And I suddenly delved into this world of yoga that I was like, like I said, it was not even on my agenda to think that that would be what, what I'd end up doing. Um, but I started to notice some beautiful changes in my body on a different level to what I knew about the body anatomically um, from my fitness and my dancing. And it was quite an eye opener. There's me thinking, I know all this stuff. I'm an educator of fitness and dance. And all of a sudden this, my younger yoga teacher is saying, yeah, but that's not that. And that's not that. And I was like, oh, but my body started to really respond. Um, so an opportunity came up to, to learn about how to become this Iyengar yoga teacher, which I opened my hands to and said, yes, I want to help people in this way out of this fitness industry modality because there's a lot of ego there. And that's where my Iyengar journey started. Um, and I've loved it. I've loved every minute of that Iyengar journey. It's brought me to where I am now. And where I am now is, um, in that transition where I've just rebranded my business because of all the knowledge I've got about the body, I felt a bit kind of stuck with just teaching one method of it. So rebranded myself to Healing Within by Janine. Um, and now using so many more tools with my meditation and the Reiki to really get people still in the body, using the body, but but realizing there's more depth to this physical structure, which is causing a lot of what we go through mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, and I'm absolutely loving it because I'm do, I've done the journey myself and come out the other side a different person. So, I mean, what a gift to be able to work with people and give them the knowledge to, to understand what's going on within them physically and then emotionally, mentally, and how to rebalance all that. So that that's me. That's where I came into this world, really, my little journey. And I love that there's been the twist and turns along the way that we all seem to have, right, that it's almost like little signposts going, no, you're not quite on the right path. I'm just going to keep directing you. You know, I'm going to keep nudging you, but... Thinking back to that time when you experienced that car crash, I can only imagine that that must have been really challenging to have gone from being, you know, like you say, in the fitness industry where your body and your movement is everything, right? It's like, it's, like you say, quite wrapped up with ego and identity. It's all connected. How did you navigate that change? How did you navigate that that those changes, I suppose, mentally, emotionally, for yourself and your body? Yeah, it, it was a difficult one because I did have, working in the fitness industry, um, I did have like this body dysmorphia in terms mm. of you know, I wanted to look and be a certain way and felt that I had this, you know, need to if people were going to validate me as a good instructor or whatever. Um, so to then suddenly be off your feet and you can't do any of that, um, I found it a big struggle, but but what I did realize is that it, it helped me become a better teacher, a better listener to see, you know, when people have got injuries, to still help them say, well, you know, it doesn't mean that you, you don't have to do anything. You can still move your body. You can still nurture your body. And I think that was the turning point. And, and when I look back now, I didn't realize just the turning point that the universe was giving me 
because I still saw the body just as this physical vehicle that we're just using to, you know, move through life. Little did I know it was nudging me all the time to the deeper stuff that that comes up and dealing with that mentally, not being able to teach the classes that I could teach easily, suddenly having to step it all back and rebuild myself again. Um, it, it was a bit of a battle um, in terms of, trying to trying to get the balance right in what I was able to do versus what I should be doing, could be doing. Um so I don't know, it took me on a, a bit of a, a roller coaster ride really, because in one form I wanted to be progressing and doing better physically and getting stronger in my body. But in another form I'm being told to stop and relax. And I was literally like a tig of the tiger on speed. <laughs> I was such a bundle of energy. But I realized now I didn't know how to control that energy either. So the knock off your feet was this universal, you need to slow down, you need to calm down because, you know, it's just, you're not balanced. Um, so I started listening more to that side of things and the, the yoga really taught me how to still connect deeply with the body, but not have to be so manic about it. It was a more gentler approach, which I'd never experienced that. When you're in the fitness world, it's all about feel the burn, feel the push, go more, go harder. And then all of a sudden I'm being told to soften myself and, you know, be gentle with myself. And it's like, this is a different kind of world. I'm not sure I'm ready for it, but it, it was, it was, it was a good journey to go on mentally hard, but I've, I've seen on the other side of it now, it was the right decision and, feel so much more comfy going at a slower pace and connecting with my body in a very deep way as opposed to what was a superficial way, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. And it's one of the things that, like, I've observed, especially with, you know, there's this real rise of masculinity and fitness on, on like, social media. I don't know, like, that's, what's his name? David Grogan's, like, don't get me wrong, the man is completely inspirational. Um, but like those sort of tights where it's all like say, feel the burn, uh, don't listen to your mind. Like, and I watch that. And as I watch it, I feel really uncomfortable that it just looks like for me, some of those, some of those workouts just look like self punishment or, or self destruction it's it looks really uncomfortable to watch from my point of view and I know for a long time it was something that really put me off exercise was that kind of mentality around you know go beyond your limits push yourself and you know I didn't know anything about at that point even like yoga or Ayurveda or what have you but even I could see that that doesn't seem healthy to me if your body is screaming then surely you should be hearing that. So I'd love to get your thoughts on, you know, how you see that industry and what's changed over the years and how how do you approach things now compared to how you used to? Yeah, and you're right in that there is this thing that you've got to go faster, go harder, push, you know, all the time. And and I recently I used to teach body pump and combat and attack, all those real high energy classes and I recently went, I didn't go to a class, but obviously being educated in them, I just put one of the CDs on, started doing the routine. I went, oh, my God, my body's resisting this. 
Um, but I love lifting weights. It's, you know, I, I enjoy that. But I realized that this fast pace of, you know, keep up with that squat, keep up with that chest press, keep up with that clean and press. I was just like, oh my God, my body's physically going, no, I don't want to do that. And I realized that it, it's more about your response from your nervous system more than the actual physical body, the joints complaining. It was the nervous system going, why, why are you doing this to me? Um, and, and I think the industry is slightly changing a bit, but it's, it's not enough. And I get, I used to see clients coming to two, three classes a day and wondering why they're not getting results. And it's like, well, there is a thing of overtraining and over pushing yourself so that your internal system goes out so out of balance. You know, you've got cortisol levels crying through your body and your immune system's low. And, and, but the industry isn't getting that yet. They're still on the, well, it's aesthetically pleasing, you know, that shape you want to get to. But not everyone's going to get that shape because everybody's different, which, you know, like, you know, with Ayurveda, everybody's got different shapes and everybody's got a different makeup. So it isn't a one size fits all, but that's what the industry is promoting all the time. So for me, it was like, I'm so glad I took a step out of that to, to try and open people's eyes more to you are more than this physical body and it doesn't want to be pushed for some of us. That feels amazing for others. It's just the most repelling thing. And it puts people off wanting to look after the body in certain ways, I feel. And, and again, in the yoga industry, I love the yoga industry in terms of what yoga is really about. But I've stepped away from calling myself the Yoga Place North, which I was for years, because it's becoming just a fitness class that people want to drop in and out of. And and you know it, it's more than that. It's it's a journey. It's a it's a chosen way of being and and living. The yoga industry it, it's it's getting a bit like the fitness industry, and it's a drop in class. It's a, a drop in thing to make these beautiful shapes, and and it's it's not. It's so much more. It, it and and that's why I've stepped away from saying yoga in my business now because I want people to feel the wholeness of what it is, not just a class they turn up to. You know, one of my things is about building a community where people feel safe and feel wanted and warm in that environment. So this competitiveness that you see in a lot of classes, it's it's kind of taking away from the whole thing of changing the way you are and you respond and you act in this life and and enjoying the body that you've been given, but respecting it at the same time. And, and, and really do is that getting out of the head and what you believe everything should be and just deeply moving back into your heart and your body and feeling what life should be. Um, so yeah, it, it's a bit of a conundrum at the minute with how the, the yoga industry is going for me to be, to be fair. But yeah, cause I want people to have a, a healing journey and understand that. It's all right going and exercise and I love it. Like you say, you love it, but it's finding the, the exercise that feels right for you. Because if you find what is right for you and your body, you'll just love it and your body responds to that. But when you're doing something that you're pushed into and you're forced to go more and, and we all need to kick up the backside sometimes, but it's got to be in the right way or else that's when your body's going to cry out and give you these injuries and say, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not liking this. You need to listen to me. Yeah, completely agree. And I think 
you're right in terms of it's working with your own mind and the way that you work and like say your human design or your 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 natural makeup because like like for example I know that <clears throat> if I'm playing like a team sport I can like I can run up and like as a kid I was on the football team the netball team the rounders team the you know <laughs> all of them I love a team sport right I still do now like with the kids we'll go and play football down the beach or you know go have a group game of rounders with the friends or what have you and to me that doesn't feel like exercise I love it you know I could do that all day um or if I'm paddle boarding or um a few years ago my hobby and I decided we were going to have a proper midlife crisis and got some inline skates and we were down the beach inline <laughs> skating you know <laughs> To me, exercise has got to feel fun. There's got to be joy or pleasure in it. And um, so I'd, so to me, it feels alien to do things that my body just doesn't, like, it, it hurts. If something hurts and I'm receiving no pleasure from it, I'm not going to do it. That's the honest truth. I know I won't. I will avoid it. Whereas actually, you know, something like, um, you know, we were having a conversation for this around I've kind of stopped going to yoga classes because I'm not, I haven't been experiencing yoga in the yoga classes. And so I've come back to my self practice and because I'm experiencing more depth in that and more connection, which, you know, is what yoga is really about through that self, um, self-paced self-inquiry which you know it's quite sad although I get the reason it's been introduced in the west and the way it has because that's that's why it's done so well right mm. but at the same time it makes me very sad to think so many people are missing out on the pure joy of yoga yeah because it's not been taught in a way that includes yoga <laughs> yeah. it is it's and it and and again, it's that it is that connection where a lot of people go into a yoga class and they're still in the head. And the whole point of yoga is to to really stop you from overthinking in this head and and get into the body. And and you said about paddleboarding, and I I have a fear of deep water. Now this this is hilarious because I used to be a lifeguard, <laughs> but I was a lifeguard of a pool that I knew the depth from and I trained in, so I felt safe. So I've always had this fear of deep water. So I started paddleboarding. But when I started it, I chose to go on my own. I didn't take my son, didn't take my husband, didn't even tell them. And I went because I needed to break this fear within me. Um, and I chose paddleboarding because it was out in nature and it was just so beautiful to be outside in nature um, and battle with something within myself at the same time. And to me, that's what yoga is about. It's about being on your yoga mat and, you know, going through these pauses and, and trying to understand, well, why is this hurting and, and why have I got a resistance here and what is my fear? And that's what I love when I teach about it. It's like, okay, when, when something's showing up in your body and you're in a pose, it's either you've just not connected with how that part of your body works, but more deeply, there's a hidden fear behind why you're stopping yourself doing that. And that's then when I start to try and unravel help people unravel 
um, just by, like you said, a gentle inquiry where is if you're doing an exercise and you're just constantly mindlessly pushing into the exercise, there's none of that. So it becomes unvaluable for your body and your body will give you an injury to stop you from doing what you're doing because it's not enjoying it. Um, and again, when I exercise now, I do about 20, 30 minutes and I put some good piece of music on and my body's loving it and they really mm. doing it. And same with yoga, instead of just going, oh, what pauses do we do? Put a piece of music on and I start moving. And when I get to a point where my body's stuck, I'm like, okay, well, why? Why have I got a, a, something that's sticking there? And usually it's because I've got a fear of doing that movement, but then there's a fear because of an experience I've had, which my body's playing out in the pose. So then it's that deeper inquiry after the practice to go, okay, so what was showing up there? Why was my body resisting? What's that muscle memory of an experience that I've had in the past, which is stopping me from doing that bit? And and that's the barrier I like to break down with people in, in, in my classes when I teach. It's about what was the fear of bending backwards? Was it because you don't understand the body and how to do it? Or is there a deeper fear? Or what's the fear in doing a, a headstand or a shoulder stand? And in Iyengar, we use props to do that and teach you the strength of your body, your foundations. And we need foundations in life to just get through the day. So if our foundations aren't strong, we can't get through the day and we wonder why mentally we're all going out there. It's like, well, yoga teaches you if you can get strong foundations within your feet and your legs, then your spine's got more support so the mind can be quiet and settled. So like you said, it's just, it's finding that balance of exercise versus taking up too much, pushing in the head, pushing in the body and, and finding that kind of nice, happy place within what you choose to do. I love that. Yeah. And you know, my exercise routine recently has been, um, like say something really simple. I like so I'd recently like my knee had been playing up again recently. I'll have to have a chat with you about that. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, and but one of the things that I've noticed is that when my inflammation rises, my it affects my brain, right? And so everything goes really slow in my brain, and because of that, I can feel like this heaviness, almost like a depressive state that starts to settle in, and so. Uh, it's, you know, leaning on my Ayurveda training around the energetics of that. One of the things that I've been doing, and it's, oh, it's amazing how something so simple can make such a difference. But like in the morning, as part of my morning practice now, I finish it, finish my morning practice by, by putting on a playlist that is filled with like, you know, like those kind of songs, like wedding disco songs that are just like yeah. feel good wedding disco yeah. songs. Cheesy, cheesy list, I call it. Cheesy. Yeah, like <laughs> like even, I think I've even got like Cole and Eileen and stuff Yay! like that on there. Um, and like uh, yeah, all sorts. And I put that on and I just have a good dance, moving my body for about, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And that has, I've seen my energy come back and I have seen like how much joy I'm experiencing from that process. Yeah. And um, it's amazing how simple we can, if we just allow ourselves to enjoy movement. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I have an aversion to the word exercise because I think 
to me, that kind of implies that we're trying to achieve something and we forget that actually that gets to be an enjoyable experience in itself rather yeah. than this kind of masculine tick box exercise, like exercise, literally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I thought I'd share that when you said about dancing and things. Well, just interestingly, when you are doing those dances, do you find your knee pain is there? I think I'm I'm having to be a bit wary of it, if I'm perfectly honest, because my knee, he, um, I say he, he's a he apparently, <laughs> he, um, once it's got to this state, I have to be super careful because literally the inflammation doesn't switch off. Yeah. And so um, it's gone beyond, because it's my rheumatism, it, yeah. it's gone beyond the point of me being able to manage it quite simply. So... Um, I ha- I am cautious as I'm doing it, but at the same time, it's allowed me to stretch out. Um, so, of course, your tendons and everything go really tight when you've got inflammation in a certain joint yeah. and everything, yeah. like my hip, all of a sudden feels really tight. Nice. So, yeah. so it's allowed me to open up those other joints um, and and bring some more movement. So even though my knee is not 100%, but it's on the mend, I'm also giving more freedom to that whole leg and limb and and my ankle and my foot. So it's it's feeling really freeing and nice and opening. Your body, I asked you the question purely because when you're in the middle of that dance and you're enjoying it so much, the chances of your knee pain giving you the pain is massively reduced because there's something in your body that's going, oh my gosh, I am so loving this that we forget the pain and and I was laughing because my my dog we went out on a couple of really big walks and she's crazy she just legs it around everywhere and she came back from this walk and she was limping and then my partner came home and this limp had gone and it just reminded me of like you know if if you're dancing around that room suddenly that pain's gone because we're not giving it the attention and the awareness of I've got something because what I find a lot of people do label things and then kind of succumb to this labeling. But in that moment when you're dancing, just like the moment of my dog meeting my partner when he comes home, there was no limping, there was no pain. But then afterwards, when she got up from uh, from sleeping, she suddenly realized she had this limp again. And it's that, again, it's that mindset stuff in terms of when we, when we're not connecting with our body in the right way, it shows up as a reminder to say, excuse me, excuse me. And and it's that nudge again to go, hi, hi, just just remember we need to gently do this or have a bit more fun. Or So it's just, you know, lovely to hear that story and, and be able to share that analogy with you because that's how our bodies work. If, if, there's a, if there's a sign in your body, and this is the work that I now do more deeply, if there's a sign in your body and it's coming up as any pain or discomfort or dis, dis-ease in your body, it's a sign to say you're off your path. You're not, you're not doing what you should be. Um, and you clearly love to dance and express yourself in that way. So you need, need to do more of that. <laughs> I am planning on. Yeah. No, I've really loved it. I've always loved, you know, dance, I suppose, in that respect. But the problem is we tell ourselves around when we're allowed to do that or in what capacity we're allowed to do that. Um, but it's one of the things I don't know about you, but I love about getting older is I care each year less and less about what other people think. 
and it is to be honest I was never that worried about it <laughs> yeah. but it, I'm getting worse <laughs> as I get older and it's brilliant I love it um so yeah it's been a really lovely experience and you can you know and I completely buy into this idea that your body will tell you those certain things because I know it in myself like my neck and shoulders when I feel like I've got the weight of the world on my shoulders I literally feel like I've got the weight of the world on my shoulders and you know it's the first place I feel stress um and there's other things you know I know that if I'm grieving my lungs are often the first place to display that and so there's so much wisdom in the body isn't there and I think this is such beautiful work that you're doing and so needed and a real holistic perspective to take it from rather than the you know, like I say so often we associate movement with self-punishment or even self-loathing you know I know some people that use it as some kind of like way to hurt themselves in in really uh, destructive ways so it's lovely that you're incorporating the movement into the healing and and to then using that, what what the wisdom of the body is telling you, I think I think it's beautiful to me. It's, it's that inner wisdom. We've all got it, mm. but it's about it's learning to quieten it all down, and then you can hear it. And it's that it's that feminine energy more than the masculine energy kicking in. And a lot of us, we feel we've got to step up and be something, so the masculine energy comes in. Whereas if we just allow us ourselves five minutes just to go how am I feeling today and how do I want to work today um you know even if you, you're working for a big corporate business which I've done myself it's like you feel like you're on this treadmill don't you but you know if, if I went back now I'd be like okay what do I feel and how do I I want to work there might be deadlines to me but there's other ways to meet them than just this push isn't there um oh, and it, it is it's just it's tuning in tuning into yourself daily just just sitting and breathing while you have your cup of tea even. Like, how am I feeling? What's going on? What's showing up? And then go from that point. Like you say, those little micro moments, even if it is micro moments, can make the world of difference, can't they? And like, I know one thing that I do, which is just super simple, is literally like while my eyes are still closed, I kind of take a moment to feel grateful for the fact that, oh, wow, I woke up this morning. And I, that sounds a bit morbid to some people, to, but to me, it sets the tone for the rest of my day of it's a privilege to be alive and don't you dare forget it. So in our heads about that, right? Yeah. It's an absolute gift every day. And you're right. And gratitude is a big thing that I, I do practice daily. You know, th- just be grateful for all these tiny little things. And I think people, when you start talking about gratitude, they think it has to be the big things. And it's yeah. it's not. It, it's the the fact that I had a nice carpet to put my feet down on, and I've got food in my fridge. Or, you know, my little boys just come in and said good morning and spoke to me. You know, it's, it doesn't matter. The fact that you're showing gratitude again, your body responds. Because if we wake up and go, and I've I've done this with my clients. How many of you wake up and go, oh God, it's whatever time in the morning I've got to go to work. And then I've said, okay, after that moment, I want you to notice how your body feels. And they all said, aching, it's aching, or something's creaking or hurting when I get up. And then when I've got them doing a gratitude practice and just have this heartfelt pleasure of, 
wow, I'm here, another new day, a fresh day. Then check in with the body. They've gone, actually, my pain isn't the same. And it's like, yeah, mm. just keep practice that gratitude. Just a simple practice of gratitude is going to, like you said, set the tone of the day, but set the tone in your body for the day. How's your body going to respond to the day if your thought process is a little bit more on the brighter side in the morning than the negative side in the morning? So, yeah, yeah huge that for you, for your body. Completely. I would love to know as well, um, and I know a bit of this, but I would love to know, you know, from your perspective, you know, being called the Healing Business Podcast, how you have found that process of, you know, one, putting yourself out there, but two, kind of building up that business and, and giving yourself permission to perhaps desire more and, you know, that whole business journey that we go on. Mm. How have you found that journey? So, again, this is where I've I've realised that it, it is a healing process as you work on your business, isn't it? And that was the yeah. one of the things for me. When I was the Yoga Place North and I was teaching the yoga, I was very confident. I was teaching about the body. But then layers, as as you progress yourself in your field – and I went to the next level of teaching and all that kind of stuff. There's certain layers that suddenly strip off you and you suddenly feel vulnerable. And, and that then with other work that I've done, like yourself with a bit of the Ayurveda work, with Chinese medicine work, you know, these layers that I'm stripping, you have to kind of look at them because if you're going to lead somebody or try and get people to come to you in your business, you need to damn well know who you are. And these layers can be very, opening and and crack you open and you've got to be able to respond still and and so for me as I as I changed my business built my business along the way it's a constant healing and I and I want to be able to say I've experienced this before I actually teach it or guide somebody in that um so it's been a it's I wouldn't say it's an easy ride it's been a very tough ride and and I lost even though I knew who I was, all of a sudden, just before I did this rebrand, this change of my business, I completely lost. I remember messaging you going, oh, my God, Holly, what's going on? I, I can't find myself. And 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 it was just because I'd, each layer had made me more vulnerable and I had to either choose to dive into that and go into the, the murkiness of it and come out the other side and then share or... I wouldn't have progressed. My business would have stagnated and stayed where it is. And I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now and sharing the experiences and, and how I can, you know, why I'm here, what, what I feel my dharma is. I, I strongly feel that my dharma is to, to do this work. Um, so I, I kind of, I love and I hate business at the same time. It's like, you know, you've got to show up and you've got to do it. But I always feel now if I'm showing up, I have to feel excited about showing up to share whatever experience it is I'm sharing. Because that is when somebody else is going to go, oh, I get that. I get that. And yes, I want to, to listen more to that or I want to try that. Or, um, yeah. So I, f I found it a very deeply healing process running a business. Um, but scary, very scary at the same time. But I'm, I'm kind of going with that flow of embracing the fear. Like I said mm -hmm. in, in a yoga pose, if you don't like bending backwards, why? So find out if I don't like showing up on Instagram, why? And, and so I've done some inner child's work and some of that work of me stepping up on Instagram, for example, me stepping up, showing my face on my voice on Instagram, 
when I, in my inner child work, realized it was from when I was at school and I kind of got pushed out of a group of friends. So I thought, oh, I'm not worthy. They're not going to listen to me because they didn't want to listen to me. That's why I got out of the group. So then when it comes to your business, it's like you want to share something, but you don't have the voice to go out and share it. So there's a lot of blocks, but I'm slowly stepping in. I'm slowly starting to get out there more. And, and, but it's healing work that you're doing at the same time, if, if that makes sense and answers that question. Complete sense. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's something I talk to, um, my clients and coaches about all the time is often we go into this space and think, I just need to know the business skills, right? Like, I don't know about you, but when I first started, all I was worried about or all I thought I had to worry about was things like, how do I do my taxes? Um, mm-hmm. Like, what platforms, how do I use the platforms? And I thought, oh, once I know all of that, I'll be fine. Yeah. But it was never that, right? It was always the, oh, now you've got to, you know, talk to people on Facebook about this thing that, yeah, you might love, but actually you're you're there talking to, you know, I, I think I've got like 3,000 people in my free group. But, I, you know, I couldn't even imagine that at the beginning. That would have scared the, like, yeah. completely scared me at the beginning. But like you say, it kind of, it gives you an opening into those what are these wounds? What are these? What is that part of me that thinks people won't want to hear me? What is that part of me that thinks um, I've got nothing valuable to say? What is that part of me that thinks she doesn't deserve to have abundance or wealth in my business? Well, you know, all of those things, I, I completely agree. My business has given me more opening to self-development and self-worth and um examine myself that self-inquiry is mm. amazing mirror right for yeah. where am i where have i still got healing to do what what's my wounds um and then like you say that constant choice of and am i gonna let that hold me back or am i gonna move through it yeah. with as much grace as i can muster yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like you mentioned about abundance and wealth, and again, it's like people think, and this is where I've I've battled because people think abundance and wealth comes from a corporate business wearing a suit, getting up the ladder and up the ladder and up the ladder, and actually, you know, running your own business, there's a great amount of abundance in terms of the pleasure you get from helping and supporting other people, and it might not be that you're getting so much money every month but the results that you're getting with your clients is so rewarding and beautiful um and and yeah so it's that reshift of that mindset around well what is abundance and what is you know the figure that you might want to reach and that's okay if you want to reach that figure and but you're doing something you love along the way doing it and it goes back to that pushing there's a certain amount of pushing, but it's not being forced to deadlines and everything else. It's that more gentle yeah. approach to that, you know, how do I get there? And it's okay to feel that I, I can have that. Whereas we're told, or you may have been told, no, you can't have that. You, you what, what, you, what do you think you're doing? It's like, well, no, I'm doing something I enjoy and I love and I want to share that in the world because isn't that what we're here to do? Completely. Yeah. And I agree. Abundance to me is, um, 
you know, and I will say the money as well, because actually I I had to do a lot of work around that. I had so much conditioning around the money side, around it being bad or wrong or evil or, you know, um, because I'm spiritual, then actually I can't earn too much. And, you know, I had to work through a lot of that in order to see actually, no, I need resources so that I can really help people on a much bigger level. And it wasn't until I gave myself permission for the money that I could then start thinking, okay, so what might that look like and how could I do it? And, you know, not money for the sake of money, but as a tool, right? It's a tool that allows, yeah, me to provide for family and but also a tool to allow me to be resourced in my business and, you know, really provide the level of service that I want. Um, but, yeah, abundant to me is also having that freedom to work the hours I want when I want around my family, have the time off that I desire. You know, I homeschool my youngest now, so I, I want the time and freedom to do that. I want to be able to work from anywhere I want in the world. Yeah. So to me, this is abundance. I wake up most days thinking, oh, my God, this is amazing. But that was cultivated, right? That wasn't, you know, there's a part of me that thinks I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. Yes, and I made a conscious choice to create that and decide that's what I wanted and then made that happen. And I'm not saying that from a place of arrogance, but I think sometimes we can write people off as lucky yeah. and forget that actually they had to do a lot of work in the background to make those decisions and give themselves permission and bring it to to into reality. Yeah. And I think there's, there is a lot of media out there isn't it that you know oh if you just think this way it'll all appear for you and you know if you think about this in your bank account it's gonna happen and it's like reality it's not you can dream but you have to put effort into it but the right effort and the right energy in the right direction and I know your journey and I've I've watched that journey and, and authentically you have gone through each step and got to where you are now. And what a beautiful journey that has, well, from this side, it's a beautiful <laughs> journey of you going where I know you wanted to go. But on the other side, I know how much hard work you've put into that. And, you know, the sacrifices you might have made or, you know, the ener- the amount of energy and work you've had to put in sometimes. And and I think that's, that's the thing with social media or, or media in general. It just says, oh, yeah, you know, it's all this... Uh, law of attraction think it and you'll get it and and it's so sad that people believe that in that there is more to it there's a lot of self-work that has to be done there's a lot of you know mindset work that has to be done there's a lot of like you say planning on well this is the map this is the journey I want to go on but it might be diverted off here and here but ultimately keep that focus on where your goal is and and keep pushing towards it so that you can get the abundance at the end of it that you're desiring from that. Yeah. And yeah, no, just to say it may have looked very beautiful from your end. <laughs> Sometimes it felt beautiful. There was a lot of times that felt very messy at this you end. You were definitely a lotus flower. You were in that murky water working it all out and then uh, coming up and, and shining beautifully. Yeah. But so grateful for that journey because like you say it's healing in itself 
because you're constantly taking off those labels that you've given yourself, constantly taking off, or oh, well, actually, perhaps I could do this, or I, I might be able to do that. And who says I can't? And, you know, when, when you start having those realizations, it's liberating, right, to just give yourself permission to just, I'm going for it. And I'm going to give it all my heart and do the best for my clients. And that's still my favorite bit. You know, my favorite bit is always hearing from my clients about the transformations they've seen. Um, and that's what brings me the most joy. And I'd still do it for free. I don't care. I would. Yeah. But don't go wrong. I, I, I need to be resourced. It's so I'm not naive around that. But, um, yeah, it's an amazing experience so lovely if people want to find out more about you and the beautiful work you do you're in your intuitive body work your energy work how do they get in touch okay so i've got um, an account on instagram called healing within by janine so they can find me there um the lovely facebook make it a lot more difficult to change things so i am currently yoga place north on facebook but when they get on that page they will see that it's healing within by janine and they can find me there um i've got a website where i share what i'm doing it tells you a little bit more about the body and how i see the body and um they can read up a bit more there and i'm doing workshops i do retreats in the uk here um, so my website is um, uk. so they can also get in touch with me there all right um, and we'll put the links in the show notes so if anyone wants to get in touch they can just look there but for now thank you so much for coming on and having a chat I thoroughly enjoyed it hope you it's have been too. delightful thank you for inviting me along it's beautiful thank you you are very welcome um, and thank you for those of you listening on, uh, well, whatever platform you're listening on. I hope you have enjoyed this chat. Um, feel free to send us, you know, your comments, your feedback, anything that you want to share with us off the back of this chat. We would love to hear from you. Um, otherwise, we will be here or I will be here next week for another episode. Take care. See you soon. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I so hope you got value and inspiration to take forward into your business. If there's anything you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out. And if you want to support me, if you could leave a review, subscribe, share with your friends, that would be fabulous. In the meantime, you can find out more about me and what I do at my website link is in the show notes otherwise i will see you soon take care